Life Notes with Sheldon, where we talk about ways to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. Good afternoon, friends, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Life Notes with Sheldon as we talk about ways to get you off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best self. We want to thank our sponsors today, On The Spot Cleaning, for all of your cleaning needs, business, residential, industrial, and Chitty Lube in Kirtland, New Mexico, where you can get a no-weight oil change with friendly folks, and uh, it's a great place. Friends, I'm so glad to be with you today, and we're officially in the countdown of Christmas. We have how many days now? It's rapidly decreasing the number of days that we have left, and I hope that you're ready. And you know, something interesting I hear is so many people, after they say hello right now, the second thing that they say is, are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready? And I'm not sure exactly what that means. Does it mean that all our gifts are wrapped just perfectly? Does it mean our tree is trimmed in just the right way? Does it mean we've already bought our food and planned our meal? What does it mean to be ready for Christmas? And I think that depends largely on how we approach Christmas and what Christmas is to us. And so I had ask you just reflectively here, what is Christmas to you? What does Christmas mean to you? Why? is Christmas? And why do we celebrate it? And are you ready? And what does being ready exactly mean? How do we ready ourselves for Christmas? Christmas traditionally is a time where people are more giving, more forgiving, perhaps more lenient, easier, quicker to forgive, maybe a little more patient in the roundabouts with those who still haven't quite grasped the concept downtown fully. More patient with our families and loved ones, more reflective in ways how we can reach out to those around us, give just a little more, forgive just a little more, help just a little more. Well, this is what Christmas means to me. It's about giving, but giving of yourself, not just a giving of gifts, but giving to others freely. And one of my favorite concepts, quotes, words are the following. And it's regarding comparison. And it defines comparison as the thief of joy. And I'll just repeat that. The thief of joy is comparison or comparison is the thief of joy. Now, friends on your neighborhood, uh, we watched a little bit of Home Alone last night. It's a family tradition. Before I fell asleep, I'm reaching that age where about 10, 30, 11, I am ready to turn the movie off and turn my mind off and go hibernate. And get the best sleep I can until I inevitably wake up for some reason or another. Perhaps you in your 40s may relate to that and beyond. But, you know, home alone, of course, there are the guy who dresses up as the cop, the police officer, rather, and who is the uh, thief, the head thief and his nincompoop companion and the crazy things that they get into and survive that abuse from Macaulay Culkin. Now, if you knew on your neighborhood that there was a thief and it was been verified and bonafide and homogenized, you knew there was a thief and uh, it was Christmas time, what would you do around your home to protect yourself? What would you do to protect your belongings, your prized possessions, if you will? What would you do to secure your home? Well, you'd probably lock the doors. If you had an alarm, you'd probably make sure that it was armed when you weren't there, maybe even armed when you were there asleep. 
um, you might take up some safety measures to make sure all of your windows were actually shut and actually locked. Uh, maybe do a perimeter walk around of your home of, of vulnerabilities and assess. Maybe put some of your most valuable things, keepsakes, up and away where they couldn't be found. Because if you knew there was a thief, I think that you would prepare a little more. I think you'd be a little more careful in your day to day around your home and family. But there is a thief around you at all times that is just wanting to get into your heart and mind and steal your joy and rob you of freedom and light and goodness and peace. And that is the thief of comparison. And it wants to steal your joy. And quite frankly, for many, it does. Because when we compare ourselves, we are not being happy and content with what we have. This doesn't mean that we should be lazy and complacent in life and not have goals and desires, aspirations. But that's a little bit different than being grateful for what we have in the moment. I may want a home remodel. I may want a master bath of my dreams. I may want something like that. But does that cause me not to be grateful for the small shower that I have and enjoy my morning meditation and, and uh, warm water? Am I still grateful for that even though I want something else? Can we do that? Can we dream and yet be grateful for what we have? Because if we can't, we're letting that comparison come in and steal our joy. And the holidays are such an easy time to do that. Friends, we fall into the commercial trap that we have to be ready for the holidays, meaning everything has to be just right. And we compare our tree sometimes, you know, maybe you have a neighbor down the road whose lights you can see pretty verified see from outer space. (laughs) That's not ours. But some people do have some massively incredible holiday displays and I commend them and I enjoy seeing them. But does that mean that you go home ungrateful for the one that you have? Are you ungrateful for your small tree because of the Civic Center's incredible tree? If you haven't driven by our local Civic Center, their holiday display is spectacular and that tree is amazing. It does all these amazing things, these amazing colors. So if I go and look at the tree, do I come home and think, well, that tree is so great. So I don't like my little tree anymore. I want to upgrade to one with LED light shows and and who knows what it can do, you know, levitate or I don't know, a drone tree that can do magic tricks. I don't know, whatever it is. We do this in life. Our neighbor gets a new car and oh, our car suddenly may not be good enough. Maybe not to that extreme, but all of us at times tend to do that. You know, I, I went to an event in, in Bloomfield where they set up these beautiful nativities in this church and invited the community all around to come partake in this massive amount of Christmas beauty. And they had music going and there was this one family that just looked exactly like the perfect quintessential American family that you would dream of. And they just were beautiful and so well-dressed and appointed. And each of them played an instrument, the cello, the violin, and they all sung together. And for a while, I'll be honest, I started to compare myself and think, oh, you know, I should have done more of that with my family, all this. And, and I started to not feel real happy because I was comparing myself. And I, I noticed that and I changed that direction into being grateful for what they had done, grateful for what they had accomplished and grateful that I was a benefactor of that by listening to their beautiful music. And then, you know what I did? I took our family and the guests that we had. And we went out and had Chinese food in Bloomfield at that great little Chinese spot and stuffed our face with carbs and things that we probably shouldn't be eating. Had a great time. We just had a Christmas meal at a restaurant with friends and family, and it was great. We weren't home practicing our cello and our piano. We weren't brushing up on the things that I wanted to be to be more like this family. 
we were embracing who we were, where we were at the moment, and we were gathered and enjoying each other and appreciating what we just enjoyed. So you're going to go through the holidays and you're going to see people's meals posted on Facebook. They're perfect turkey. They're whatever it is. They're immaculate pie. All of these things. They're a beautiful tree. And I want to encourage you to be grateful for what they've done, what they've accomplished, and be grateful that you get to see it. But watch your brain when it turns to that point, which it invariably does for so many of us. It goes to that point of, well, I'm not that good, or, well, they're better than me, or, well, I should do better. I should do this. And I want you to try in this holiday season, try and avoid that. Shut down that voice and not listen to it. And just focus on enjoyment. Focus on enjoying the moment that you're in. Whatever it is, however small your gathering, however small your home, however humble your tree, appreciate the lights on it and appreciate the light that it symbolizes, that bright, burning, forever flame, which is why we have Christmas to begin with. And for heaven's sakes, look out for your neighbors and friends because the holidays can be a really challenging and hard time for so many Anyone who's had something that happened around the holidays inevitably feels that like it's happening again. And so be sensitive to those around you. Find opportunities to serve. Be a little kinder. How do you fall into the comparison trap? How do you fall into allowing that thief to steal your joy? Maybe you're not fully recognizing the good in your own life. Maybe you're not recognizing the strides that you've taken. You go to the gym and somebody looks like the epitome of health, like they stepped off of men's health, right? I, I know some people like that. I see them and they, they look like they just walked off the cover of a fitness magazine. And it's really easy at that point to go, well, you know, I can never do that. I'm not good enough. I, there's so much better than this. But maybe you've come a long way in life. Maybe you've dropped some serious pounds. Maybe you've done an exercise routine. You're feeling better. Appreciate that. Appreciate how far you've gone. Appreciate where you are now. And then make that goal for who and where you want to be. But don't let it take you away from appreciating what you currently have. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to compare ourselves. It's so easy to compare what we've done and what others may not have done for us. Another way that comparison steals our joy and Christmas is the antidote for this, really, because at Christmas we focus on giving without expecting to receive, particularly if we do so anonymously. But Christmas is about that giving, about getting that something that someone else will appreciate, making them their favorite dish, seeing that thing that seems so uniquely them and you bought it just for them. And you give. And hopefully you don't expect the return. Hopefully you get it reciprocally because you have good, healthy relationships and people who love you and want to show gratitude. But in life, you don't always get back. You don't always receive from the person you give to. And Christmas helps us do that more freely. And we capture that spirit of giving. And there's something magic to the Christmas season that goes beyond just the lights and the shiny bows and the ribbons, Santa Claus, reindeer, all of the trappings. There's something magic about it. And I think most of us know what that is. The reason we celebrate is because the greatest gift ever known to mankind was given. 
for us. Nothing was mandated in return. It wasn't essential that we gave anything for it. It was a gift given freely on our behalf. And there's really nothing that we can give to compare. There's a favorite Christmas carol of mine. It says, I would do my part, but as a humble shepherd, what can I give? And the answer in the end is I would give my heart. And that's really what we can give in return as thanks for all the blessings that we've received. Thanks for another day of life. Thanks for the gift around us. We can give our heart a little bit more to feed the sheep of the one who requested that we do so, to feed the needs of those around us, to feed the minds and hearts of those who are suffering. And we don't have to look very far to find those who are struggling with personal issues, financial issues, health issues. Some people are experiencing all three at once. And to find and give a little bit more, just like giving our heart to the one who gave us all the greatest gift that we can give at Christmas time and at all times is our heart to others. This doesn't mean that we have to give everything. Certainly we don't have to give up our children and sacrifice, thank goodness. But to give of our heart, it doesn't mean just random gifts, random meal tickets, letting someone pull in the lane in front of us. Those are important, but to give of our heart is to give of our time. To give of our time, to listen to someone around us when we're in the grocery store and we run into that person that has seemingly no significance to our well-being or our monetary status. You know, they don't write our paycheck and they don't, uh, they're not our boss. They don't know where we are. There's maybe a random person that we've never met and they talk to us about something. Perhaps it's someone in Walmart that works there and they're talking to us about who knows what, how to run the checkout lane. Since we're inexperienced uh, checker-outers that we are, we've fallen into that uh, new job duty. But listen to what they say. Be there. You know, so many times people are talking to us and they're really just talking through us because we're not listening. We're not receiving their words and their wants and their desires and what they're trying to convey bubbles around us like bubbles floating away. And we don't receive it because we don't open our heart, open our mind in that moment to acknowledge them as the valuable human soul that they are, no matter who it is. And friends, if we'll take that moment, take that time to be more mindful, take that time to give just a little bit of our time, it can make a big difference. Not only for the person that we give it to, but for the giver. Because... One of the funnest things about Christmas is giving gifts. When you see that person open that gift and they're happy, when you see that person open the gift and you know they love it, or when you see the person open the gift and you know they hate it, but they smile anyway to be nice, it's a great thing to have someone open your gift. And so when people are giving you a little bit of their time, a little bit of their concerns, a little bit of their heart, receive that. Take that time to receive that. Take that time to listen. Take that time to acknowledge their presence. Take that time to acknowledge what you have before you. Take that time when you eat a meal to just relish the fact that you have food, that you didn't have to grow and harvest yourself painstakingly. 
and take just a moment to chew slowly, to savor that taste, and to be grateful and present. When your son, daughter, grandson, granddaughter wants you to read them a book, don't let your mind wander so much. Take that time to be in that moment. Instead of reading and thinking about what you have to do tomorrow, read and look in their eyes. And you'll see that magic of connection. Truly magical when you look a small child in their eyes with intent. They feel that. And you see something pure and wonderful. Deeply that you may not otherwise see. And in life you'll see something pure and wonderful deeply that you may not normally see. If you'll receive And so I would invite you to this Christmas season, receive, open up, receive or king as the song sounds, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy and repeat the sounding joy in your life around you. Find the joy, find the enjoyment of the season. Don't overcommit. Feel free to say no to a Christmas party. Don't feel obligated to do traditions that are sapping you, seeping you of your joy and sanity. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to go everywhere. Enough people will show up to the party. There'll be others that will show up. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking if we don't do it all, that it just won't be done or it can be done without us. But very rarely is that the case. If you're a soloist in an orchestra concerto, I recommend that you definitely go because they're really going to need you. They can't do it without you. If you're part of an orchestra, a choir, you should probably go too because they could do it without you, but they don't want to. But if you're randomly invited to a Christmas party that you hate going to or that you just don't have the time or you need to have some personal time with your family, say no freely. Because as we've talked about before, saying no is often saying yes. Saying no to the trickle-down demands of others and what they expect of us and what sometimes we heap on ourselves to expect is actually saying yes to our peace, is saying yes to our sanity, is saying yes to our families who need us. So in this holiday season, as people are asking intently, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let us go back to the wise counsel and wisdom that less is more. Less is more. Less that you have to do and worry about is going to be more peace and a more enjoyable time for you this Christmas to capture that spirit, to capture that magic. And not just capture it, but hold on to it. What makes the holidays magical? Yes, it's the lights. Absolutely, it's the little children in Santa Claus and the wonder of it all. But what truly makes it wonderful, as every classic Christmas movie will attest, is the change of heart that occurs if we will receive. It's the change of heart that will occur if we forgive. The change of heart, if we'll open our hearts and mind that mindful spirit and voice that whispers peace and goodwill to all men and women and creatures. So open your heart, open your mind, receive, and hold on to that joy. 
Because what comes from Christmas and generates that joy is that forgiving. It's that kindness. It's that willingness to overlook some of the faults that maybe bugged us, that maybe we've obsessed about, caused contention. It's the willingness to forgive, the willingness to love a little more, the willingness to open our hearts, open our homes, and certainly open our pocketbooks. Because well done is so much better than well said. The things I've said today have been great in many ways. If I could apply them, give more, forgive more, receive more, be kinder, open up, cut stress out of our lives. But well done is, is better than well said, infinitely so. So as you go forward, I hope you find time to enjoy the magic of the holiday season, to enjoy the peace and to enjoy this spirit of giving and gratitude and forgiveness. And I hope that you'll hold on to that, that you'll not let it go because that magic that we find, that magic that we experience, that magic that is so singular to this special commemorative time of year can actually be something that is perpetual. It can be something that we fill in our homes to some degree, varying all year long. And those who have received it and those who have captured it and held on to it have done so by holding on to that spirit of giving, by holding on to that pathway to peace of forgiving, by holding on to that time to be mindful and to consider and count our blessings instead of our sheep. Because we'll find when we do count our blessings, we'll find that we had more sheep than we even thought we did and that our sheep are healthier and that our life is healthier because gratitude is a powerful force. Gratitude is the beginning of the pathway to peace. And I wish you a peaceful Christmas. I wish you a peaceful new year. I wish all of us the ability to forgive a little more, give a little more, hold on to resentment a little less, and capture and harness that magic throughout the year. You're that magic for me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it when you say, hey, I like that show, or I appreciated your thought. I appreciate you. Somehow you're listening. I feel connected to you. I feel like we're having this dialogue together. And I feel like I probably need to hear everything I've said more than you probably do. But, you know, I'm going to make an effort to enact it and to hold on to it. Will you do the same? Until then, I'll see you next week. Christmas Eve, it'll be right before this wonderful Christmas. Have a peaceful one, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you then. to Life Notes with Sheldon. Listen every week for a brand new note on life. We hope that we have given you a way to get off the sidelines and back into the game of life as your best you. You.